your Toronto Maple Leafs. And this is the Leafs Late Night Podcast, your post-game destination. And now, your starting lineup, Roscoe, the Fanalist, Southey, Beaner, and Darty Brodeur on the Leafs Late Night Podcast. Welcome back. It is Reverse Retro Night. Welcome to Leafs Late Night. I'm your host, Roscoe, joined by Darty Brodeur, surprise guest here, Wiener, and Suddy, where it's never too late for the Leafs, presented by Inside the Rink. And the reason I say surprised guest here in Darty Brodeur, uh, we're not on video tonight, but he's rocking what I can only call Ella Elliot Friedman car cast, as I'm looking at him in a gym right now, and you can <laughs> hear the music pumping in the background, and I see this guy just going on, uh, what, what machine you on right now? This is a Cybex elliptical, all right? It was the quietest, most modern, and I think it, it, it's at least a $1,500 machine, all right? So I figured if I was going to do multitask, I'd pick something that wouldn't have too much uh, interference on our microphone and still get maximum calorie burnage. I for, love for, the dedication. For everyone that can't see it, just think of Danny Heatley or Jason Spezza from like the 0506 Senators postgame. <laughs> This guy's just like it's headphones in, just going to town. At the, I love it, man. I love the, I love that you're here from there. It's great. I've had this T-shirt since grade eleven. All right, so <laughs> you know it's it's old school. It's old school pump tonight. Yeah, your nipples are telling us that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy, Beaner, okay. you're a dad now. You're not supposed to be working out. Cut that shit out. So, uh, because it's reverse retro night, I want to start with questions. Sound good? We're going to start at the end, reverse style. So, uh, with the very first question here from TML Fan and Van, how's it going, Marty? Are the Leafs good? Southey, you can start this one. How's it going? The Leafs good? Yeah, the Leafs are good. This is the same team pretty much as it was last year, minus a couple depth changes and stuff like that. Um, we know in the regular season, these guys are always great. They're going to be pushing 100 points. They're going to be for top spot in the conference and in their division. It's, again, all really comes down to playoffs. But to answer the question, yeah, these guys are a good team, especially with their goaltending being shaped now. Yeah, and I mean, I, I know there's a bit of a tongue-in-cheek to the question because there's uh, it's not been the most um, supported Leafs regular season campaign so far. As far as the, uh, the fans and media goes, it's been a lot of it's been a roller coaster. Eighteen games, so um, as simple as a forward question as are the Leafs good can be, it's uh, there's some depth to it, and I think he knows that. Next one from uh, Aaron at Aaron Lee, nineteen seventy eight. Thanks, Aaron. Uh, this is also from VL Blue and White. Um, will this is, so? Okay, it's a two parter. VL Blue and White. Will Kerfoot ever score again? And Aaron following up, and will they realize Kerfoot is not the player they need in the top six? So frustrating. So, I mean, okay, we saw him make the pass to nowhere land to not open JT the other night. And uh, now we see him blow his, I don't know, 12th, it feels like, breakaway of the season already. It's not that many, but it feels like it. Beaner? So he's like... Mikheyev 2.0 or like no kidding Mikhail Grabner 85.0 like there's always one of these eh every single season the Leafs always have this kind of player and I I wish I would have wrote it down someone on Twitter was talking about maybe the Leafs picking up Kapanen 
because all you know you could use his offense in the bottom six. <laughs> he did this exact same thing when he was on the Leafs. He had why are Leaf fans so obsessed with bringing buried. back guys? Why why is it always let's bring back Luke Shen, let's bring back Jack Campbell, let's bring back Kasperi Kapanen. Sorry, go on. People and wasn't Kapanen only good when Nylander was gone? Was that not like the scoop there? There can Kapanen be only was, one. Right? Like he, he never really lived up to his potential. And he's still not, hence why he's being scratched a whole bunch. I don't know. I it, it, like I, like my Swiss Army knife comment from a couple episodes ago. Um, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I, I'm not too sure if, as much as I love the guy and I do see his use, I, I don't know. Do you do you bench him? Do you give him a new shooting coach? Do you give so, him Matthew Stick for a game? I like, thought he, he had a pretty strong game tonight. Like aside from not scoring on that breakaway, I thought he did a lot of good things tonight. It was one of his better season. That's what I mean. Like, it looks like it always looks like good things. It's just the finish is never there. And I know he's not supposed to be a goal scorer, but like, I mean, he doesn't exactly have the assists either. This is his longest goal drought. It's not at yeah. 13 games or something he hasn't scored in or 14. This is nuts. You're 14 now. Yeah. Hey, he's got to yeah. score. And Simple but besides that. what he's giving you guys on the Yahoo Fantasy, I know he's probably screwing a bunch of people over if you have Kerfoot. But besides that, is he not? Do you think he's not giving something on the bench, like in the locker room, like even on the ice? Like I feel like this guy's this guy's got to be pretty solid. Like he doesn't doesn't seem like there's too much wrong with him. Besides the fact that he's not putting too many points up. Yeah, and I mean it shows by the fact that Keith gives him all these opportunities, whether it's you know power play time on PP two or penalty kill, or he's you know floating between either the first, second, or third line. Like they at least trust him to play everywhere. It's just it's back to Beaner's thing. You know you can be pretty good at a lot of things but is that really what we need out of that slot right now or do we need somebody like <clears throat> nick robertson to not be in the press box <laughs> next question this yeah. is from mikey d thanks mikey mikey d underscore three nine two should the leafs make these reverse retros their main jersey i'm gonna let beaner take this one because he's the jersey guy and then uh Sadi, you can jump in here too so I will be. I will admit it. When they came out, I think I was the first one on this pod to say I did not like them. They are starting to grow on me just a little bit. I thought they were. I don't know if it's the the photographer they have because I thought the same thing last reverse retro when the photographer when they posted the pictures of it. I thought, man, that's a god awful jersey, and that jersey grew on me too. Um, I don't know if it's maybe because this is one of the most complete games they've played all year. So I just kind of, it doesn't hurt. (laughs) It's easy to associate the, uh, the Jersey with how they play. eh? (laughs) Yeah. Or, or if anybody saw my tweet, Matt Murray, giving off the Grant Fuhrer early nineties vibes, something about the white shoulders, just every time he'd go down the butterfly to make a save. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm watching Fuhrer here. (laughs) Yeah, I like the crest on it, honestly, better than the the last reverse retro. But, Sadi, what do you think? Uh, you guys hit the points I was going to say. I, like, the crest, I really love the feel. I don't know if that makes it pop up quite a bit. But, um, yeah, what stands out the most is just that white going down the shoulder. And I'm kind of here for it. I would like to see that more probably than their road jersey. So, yeah. And Darty, I'll let you finish this one. Then I'm going to throw the next question to you, too. I think that is what was missing from um, our uh, takes when that came out. Because I noticed that. I felt like you guys didn't. Was It wasn't as prominent in the photography. Was that stripe on the top. 
And I love it. I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, you guys, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I go back to that episode. I'm telling you now, I, I was all for this jersey. And it's because of that white stripe. In fact, I wish it was more shoulder patty like football. I wish they did a little bit more with it. But still, I think it really pops. And that was missing from the initial photography. And now that you see it on the ice, it's fucking beauty. White stripes, baby. Um, so I'm going to give this next question back to you, Darty. So uh, before I go to Mike's question, what do you think is a good chant for Matt Murray? That's a tough one because, like, I was really going for the, you know, the, like, uh, with Ilya, uh, with Samsonov, I really like the, you know, classic, like, Ricola, like, Samsonov. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> but, but with Murray, it's like, I don't know, maybe shouting out, like, like Murdoch or something, like, Murdoch. <laughs> I don't know. This so, <laughs> so, Mike's was, here's Mike's question. How good was Matt Murray again tonight? Seriously, need fans at Scotiabank to cheer Murr for him every save the guy has earned it he has uh he was positionally sound calm and composed all night long gotta give it to this guy matt murray i mean yes buffalo Sabres are on a seven game losing streak but there's a lot of guys that can score on this team and i know i say that a lot but he did well a lot of net front challenges starty like what's his nickname though is it actually murdoch because honestly i feel like his nickname should be bones because like <laughs> he's so fucking skinny like, uh, <laughs> like for a te- for a big, tall, like tendy, he's not really that big. Once you get all the equipment off of him, I feel like a lot of tendies are like that too. Like it's the it's the football pads they're wearing that make them look big. But yeah, Murray, like especially when he was a little under the weather last season, that guy's that guy's a skeleton. All right, like it's it's incredible how much area he covers. Oh yeah. Um, so Sethi, this question is from Scott on Discord. With Murray playing well and what we've seen of Sammy, are you confident enough with the Tendy situation for the rest of the season? It's hard to say you're confident enough because the injuries have already arisen with these guys and in their history. But if they're both playing healthy and like the way they can play, I feel like that's a pretty good tandem going into this. So Murray played his third game in a row, and that's the first time in two years he's done that. Oh man! For the second time in two years, he's done that. So that's in something about his injury history. But as he's shown, like the past three games, like when he's on, he's he gave him a chance in every game so far. And it seems like the team in front of him is kind of playing a lot better too. Like they really trust him to make that huge save. So yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, I mean, it all comes down to injuries, right? It, but at the same time, last year Jack Campbell and Peter Mrazek were not healthy either. And I think if you're gonna Give me two goalies that are shaky on health. I would take Murray and Samsonov over Morazic and Campbell any day. Darty, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, me too, 100%. Uh, Peter, do you have something there? I look like you're going to say something. I don't want to jump ahead. Sorry, I can't see him right now. You, you can't see No, me? I can't. Uh, oh, sorry, I can't see Sadie. Beaner, if you want to jump in. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, I, I was just going to say, like, Marty and I talked about it before the season. We had a an episode of his podcast there that we broke down the Leafs goaltender depth in the system. And we, we both felt, you know, cautiously optimistic and fairly confident that this was going to be a pretty good, pretty good tandem coming into the season. And do you guys think, do you guys think that the, the positivity that we're seeing when we look at this tandem, as opposed to the previous tandem, I would like to, to believe that it's because there's less of a dark cloud over these guys like Murray and Samsonov. We're not hearing much about, you know, the mental health, the, outside world getting to the inside world of them right i feel like with these guys yeah they got their injury problems but 
It's not like they're like Morazic, who's literally gro- his groin is made of glass. You know, like I feel like with these guys, Gord Stelic said it best last night. Just fucking run him, all right? With Matt Murray, like let's see, let's let's see what he's yeah. got, and if he breaks, then fuck it, we got to get a new tendy. But we got to see what see it now before later. Yeah, I think the difference last year was uh, the Leafs were scoring a ton. Everybody was on the ball. This year we're seeing a bit of, you know, some people are off to slow starts. Some people are on some nights. And we'll get to that with another question here. Also, shout out to uh, Lucas, who basically asked the same question. They're going to lump it in. Uh, But the difference last year was they were scoring a ton and also letting in a ton of goals, but still managing to win, which sounds like the Edmonton Oilers this year. Surprise, surprise. Uh, weird coincidence there. I don't know. Um, but now you're seeing that goaltending hasn't really been why they're losing. It's been other problems. So I think that's distracted the storyline away from, you know, oh, what's wrong with, with Matt Murray? Like the way it was last year with Jack Campbell, where it was always a question of his emotions and the locker room. And, you know, because he was the one that wasn't on when everybody else was. So, uh Next one, Cali Cartel. This will go to you, Beaner. Are we okay with Matthew's lack of scoring because we're winning and still getting points? Absolutely. It's as much as he's our our, our goal scorer, and we've been, you know, all all Leaf fans have been pimping his tires all summer, saying he's the best goal scorer in the league. Not only is he still getting chances, he's setting up his teammates for chances, and his defensive game is still there. If he was just kind of coasting, you know, going through the motions shift after shift, I'd be worried. Like, is there a lingering injury? Is he is something going on behind the scenes that's making him not happy there? Um, but I, I don't see any of that. Like, he's he's going, he's battling, he's he's in every shift he's out there. He's laying a hit or he's digging a puck out and stealing it from someone to go the other way for a chance. It's just you score 60 and you're going to be covered. Like, how many times has someone scored 60 goals in the past 10 years? Twice, if I remember correctly, off the top of my head, him and Stammer? Yeah. yeah. And like, I, it, it, and over you're yeah. going to be covered. Yeah. And I, honestly, if the only problem is shooting percentage, then he's fine. To yeah. kind of sum that up. It's like, if, if the only problem is he's just not getting them in the back of the net yet, that will correct itself. Like, it's obviously below what it should be. That will average out. Sadi, do you want to jump in there? Oh, I was going to say, I think you guys is 100% accurate. Like, his game is right there. Um, the only difference right now is he's not scoring. He is getting covered a lot more, which is opening up, you know, room for his wingers, and they're actually capitalizing on it. So, you know, eventually that stuff's going to correct itself, and I don't think that's anything to worry about at this point. No, I mean, he's still finding his way onto the score sheet. He's been getting assists almost every night that he's not scoring. So it's not like yeah. he's not getting the points. All right, that wraps up our questions. Thanks, everybody, for sending those in on Discord and Twitter. If you're not already on our Discord, it is just shy of 100 people. We're at 91. We just passed 90 today. That's so fun. Thanks, everyone, for joining. Uh, Okay, on to the game. First period. Um, This was probably the Leafs' best first period of the season uh, so far. Would anyone want to argue me on that? I don't think it necessarily started. Like the, It's not like they were playing hot out of the gate, but... Um, Aside from that first shift, yeah, I agree with yeah. you. Cool. Um, we had uh, a couple interesting goals. I mean, we'll talk about the first one, John Tavares. 
Um, Beaner, you want to take this? I'm just pulling something else up here. We talking about the tip? Yeah, from Marner. Oh, yeah, it was the uh, the power play goal. Sorry, I'm just pulling up a couple things here from the game as we shift over. If it sounds no. like I'm off, I was cleaning this room today and I left the window open <laughs> and I forgot to close it. And it is freezing cold in here. So I'm like shaking as I'm talking. <laughs> well, it's, it's just like you're at the rink. Come on, man. You should be in, in like prime form. Oh, I know. Fuck. You're a method podcaster. I didn't dress for this. <laughs> Maybe we need to do yeah, a music so... music break at some point. Just to let this guy have a <laughs> not freeze, you know, turn to an ice cold in the middle of the pod. Oh, I yeah, know. I think, I think the wrong person's on the, the workout machine right there. <laughs> um, yeah so basically just like what was it 10 12 seconds into the power play um mo gets the puck at the point slides it over to marner who's up on the half wall who just releases a howitzer and jt just gets a tip of it out front to beat upl best name in hockey Ukapekalukana. i don't even try to leafs... tweet spell it i just said upl <laughs> oh yeah the leafs go up one nil I can never remember how many K's are in Uko and Pekka. Is it two in both? Uh, I believe so. I think yeah, so. Well, and to, to go back to our point earlier, Matthews, he would have had a third assist on that because he actually started off that play with a beauty blast and just went back to Riley after that. Yep. Yeah, he's been getting the looks. Like we said, he's just like, you know, to Bean's point, everybody's expecting that shot. So they got to find more creative ways to score on the power play. And that was the problem through the first like 12 games was, you know, Let's get it to Matthews. Oh, there's three guys watching him. Now what? Hmm. It's okay. Now for other they have a now too. What's that? So it's okay for other people to score too. Exactly. I think they yeah. all just want to see him get to 60 again. Oh yeah, who doesn't? He's he's shooting his lowest shooting percentage of his career. He's at 10% right now, and this previous lowest was in his rookie season at 14.3. So yeah. it's it's going to come back around. He normally hovers around the 15, uh, even up to he's at a couple seasons above 18%. Oh, and the other the other good pass he had was where he fed bunting for that breakaway that he almost scored on. So, I mean, like yes. he's he's really just finding new ways to be effective on the ice. And I mean, uh, <clears throat> using the body, which we'll get to when he took that penalty that was absolutely bullshit. And look, if he saves some of it for the first round and we finally get past it, are you going to complain if he's only got 40 goals? Like, come on. <laughs> exactly. No, not at all. Um, so second one, Kelly Yarncroke with uh, what I could only call, I forget who on Twitter said this, was basically a Jason Spezza goal. Just <laughs> right in front, bullet to the open side of the net there. Finally, Kelly Yarncroke with his fourth of the season. I'm glad this guy, this was... Less than five minutes after the power play goal, so uh, Leafs were still buzzing there. And Is that I'm goal just... legal or something? The, you put the sirens on there, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Is was that in, that wasn't me? Whose was that? That's me. Just living That's downtown you. Ottawa. I was say every ten minutes. I'm not the one downtown. Um, yeah, so not much to say on the Yarncrook one, other than uh, Sandine finally showing his offensive side of his game and why, you know, there is a. Uh, a ceiling that people are talking about there that he's yet to reach. I mean, he, he, I think he was good on this one, feeding it over to Engvall and then uh, Engvall with the best play of this, but the Swedish line. Man. Yeah. The best, the best play of this being the not getting called for too many men. Yeah. I was going to say, we actually got the benefit of not having to call there for once. And it was nice to see draft 
get on the board too. I mean, like, look, is was it really, or was it one that they just should have called by the book? Like, it did was, it really affect it, the play? It it didn't affect the play, but with the way that this penalty specifically gets called against the Leafs, you you would think it was just a, an automatic whistle blown, like. I'm surprised the guys didn't just stop skating and one of them go to the box. Like, <laughs> if 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 the puck wasn't there, then yeah, okay, it's not a penalty if Engvall is coming out and trying to get into the play, even though Zar isn't off the ice because he's not in the play. But the fact that he gets the puck right away, even it's though he's, even though Zar's at the bench, he's within that zone. You know, refs normally give a little bit of a zone, right, but right at the bench there. The fact that he touched the puck, technically by the book, that should have been a call, especially against the Leafs. Especially against the Leafs. <laughs> and was that not the bane of our existence last year? It seemed like every game it was too much, man. All right. Like, what's our counter at this year? Is that our first one of the year? It's it's basically been since Babcock was fired. I don't know if Babcock had some some, you know, interesting photos of some of the refs and his black was blackmailing them into not sharing it or something little handshake deal going on right yeah yeah i think i've only seen one maybe two called this year and at this point it seems like they're at four or five so it was like 13 in a span of two months they had last year um but the reason i'm kind of rushing through these is because i really want to talk about the mark giordano goal here for more than a few reasons right um, some people have never seen a goal scored this way. Uh, we actually got to talk about one last year, if I'm not mistaken, where this happened. Uh, didn't. Fun fact, the one we talked about last year when this happened, I have that goal puck in my display cabinet in my basement. Wait, what? Yeah, I ended up getting that puck, the Tavares goal. Okay, so. If, it, if it's the one right, I'm thinking of. It was Tavares, yeah. Yeah. It's coming back to me. I was like, I've definitely seen this before, and I felt like it, it was the first time I'd seen it, and now it's twice. Um, so if you knock your own net off while the play is still going and there's an imminent scoring threat, if that crosses the line, it's a goal. And uh, they knew that. Everyone pointed to it on the ice, said that's a goal. So Mitch Marner comes in and does what some people have called questionable, but Toronto Maple Leafs Twitter proceeded to pull up two old clips of Marner doing this exact same thing before where he comes in on the breakaway, pulls somebody to the side who's behind him, and then gives it back to the, the uh, person following him who then has a wide open net. So kind of tricking the defender and the goalie. It, 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 it was junior. actually a really... Yeah. S- sorry, it, w- it was actually a really clever play to do at that point because especially shorthanded you know, the, the, the Sabres players aren't going to be expecting that there's going to be a second player coming in behind. Of course. So they're just they're just going to stop it. And if I remember correctly, I think there was the, was it the Kerfoot breakaway just to, before that? I think so, or yeah. Was it? And, oh, no, it was the bunting like, one. Bunting, okay. So UPL's really good down low. So once Marner had realized, ah, shit, I'm, I'm in that low, like, why not drop it back? Because he knows someone like Gio is going to be there. Whether or not Gio was yelling for it or not, who knows. But, um, yeah. And then it's a very, very rare rule. You almost never see it. But we have seen it a handful of times over the past couple of years. The Leafs themselves, I think this is only the second or third time. And only the second time it's gone for us that I can remember ever. 
Um, but yeah, as long as it still crosses the plane, that would have technically been a goal. So envision virtual goalposts. As long as it crosses there within basically all within the same play is how they normally try to word it. So imminent scoring chance, same play, however you want to say it. Even if the net's off in the corner, it's a goal. Oh, yeah, but think... you can't put your foot up against an imaginary goal post, says Kevin Bieksa, to which I say don't knock your own net off then. Bieksa also said that it was six minutes later. So no, as, I don't know, as if, long I don't as know the... if he's taking too many pucks to the head. Or... <laughs> as long as you get the puck off before the net is off its mornings, I think that's the parameter for the rule. I don't even uh, think you no, need to have I... the puck off, no. No, you don't. Oh, as really? Long, as long as, yep. As long as it was the opposed, like the defending team that knocked it off clearly without any any input from the attacking team, and as long as it's within the same like course of play, like you couldn't pass it back to okay. the blue line or anything yeah. like that, right? Um, oh, and then furthermore to Bieksa, if you slow the video down and you watch it, UPL's pad comes from inside the crease out. If the post was there, it would have prevented him from making the save. <laughs> And BX is such a nux homer. Like that guy, like sometimes he's a breath of fresh air, but most times he's sour milk, man. Like uh, I can't like him. Sometimes what is it? Uh, a lot of, a lot of these guys like, like, uh, like fucking Craig Simpson too. And I can't remember the other guy's name. I'm just, I'm losing it right now. Probably uh beaner knows, knows, but some of these guys, these former players, like it's just, they really start to get, get on my nerves. You talking Rudy? Yeah. Rudy, Kelly. Glenn Healy, uh, Kiprios. There's oh, two Kipper. former there's two former NHL players that I have any respect for that do this, and I sound like an asshole when I say that. And it's Ray Ferraro and it's Mike Johnson. Those guys are yeah. absolutely incredible. Yeah. And yeah. they'll come right out and say it. If they uh or something like that. It just BX has been so hit and miss lately. I think he's trying too hard to be the new mm. grapes. Could um, be. And I I really loved hearing Botterhill kind of put her foot down and kind of give it to him. Like, no, this is the right call. Like, this is the way it should be. It was it was really nice. I was, was not I agree a, with you. I was not a fan of her take on uh Edler not being what was it she basically said that like the one on hymen was on purpose but this one like could have been by accident so he shouldn't be suspended and that's why i'm like no 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 he stood up he knew exactly what he was doing and it's on connor mcdavid like i said last episode the person who brings the majority of the income to this game you don't let this happen to him and go unchecked like come on. yeah he, he shifted his lower end and not his upper body at least his hands to try and make contact it was just knee first that's how you can tell he at least tried to do it. Yeah. This is legitimately the third time he's done this. Like, it's it's a history. It's a yeah. pattern. History. Kneeing. That's it. <laughs> Darty, go ahead. And riddle me this, fellas. Is uh, is Craig Anderson still attendee for the Sabres? Yeah, he was on the bench in a nice Sabres baseball cap. Was that not the stupidest freaking decision for that team? Like, do they not understand how to beat the Leafs, these fucking gomers? Like, put <laughs> that guy has had the Leafs number like almost every single game. Like, did they, they just wanted to give us the game or something? Like, <laughs> well, it's 50 50. It's do you put Craig Anderson in or do you put the guy in for his first game of the season? Either way, if you're 
playing <laughs> Leafs juju. Those could both go uh, in your favor. Interestingly enough, Craig Anderson single-handedly makes the Sabres not the youngest team in the league. <laughs> Only behind New Jersey. Yep. Yeah, he must pull their average age up by like a solid few years. Oh, he's got it because he's like 42. That's insane. Yeah, that happens when you qualify for this coffee. But honestly, back to the goal, I can't believe Gio was able to put this one in because... Like somebody said, first star goes to the overhead cam. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was the, actually the funnier there. part was he didn't even really shoot it. He just kind of hit it as he tried was swinging to whack at it. Yep. Like if if you rewatch it, it's not really a shot. But honestly, it found its way in and it crossed the line, and they knew it immediately. They all started pointing to it. They're like, "That's in. That's a goal." And uh, I'm glad they challenged this and got it. Like you said, it doesn't usually go in the yeah. favor. And to come out of the Two first, balls period, first few Yeah. And to come out of the first three nothing, like that's like I said, the best performance on the score sheet the Leafs have had in the first period so far. So that's gotta feel good. Especially, you know, Not... they're on a bit of a, a streak right now, at least of getting points. I know they lost in overtime, but yeah. Not to mention, I don't know if anybody's ever if anybody's even looked into this. When was the last time the Leafs scored a power play, a shorthanded, and an even strength goal all in the same period. Right? That's like I was wondering that. The Gordy Howe hat trick of goals. The trifecta. Yeah. That is pretty cool. Um, now, all, anything on the first before I move on here? Good performance all around, obviously, from Matt Murray not letting anything in. Uh, but honestly, the Leafs had so many less shots. I want to, where's the numbers here? Um, first, or I can't see it period by period, but Leafs road shot 34 to 23. And I know it was like under 20 for the Leafs for the majority. They scored four goals on 16 shots, I think. Yeah. Yep. Brutal. Uh, okay. So Alex talks, uh, 10 minutes into the second opens the scoring for the Buffalo Sabres finally with a little tip in front of the net. I should not have benched him tonight in fantasy. I know, right? But I put him in over... Uh, I put Nylander in, so, you know. Kind of one or the other. Anyway. Tuck needs to go buy a power play ticket after that because he had no business tipping that in. And I don't even think he was really no. even freaking trying. No, he wasn't paying attention. It just went off his stick. Uh, he was looking the other way. He was trying to get away from... I think it was uh, Geo. And... Uh, An Owen yeah. power play ticket? <laughs> and Thompson started it off too with a hit that was pretty questionable. It could have been an interference call, but oh, you mean Hockey Night you know. in Canada's favorite star of the night, Tage Thompson? The next Mary Lemieux, yeah, the very same. Did you know that he's really tall and he can score a lot of goals, and he might be better than both Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews combined? Can we talk about the scariest thing that happened that period, which was before the goal, was when he clipped Matt Murray's skate and Murray went down very awkwardly and got up gingerly? Oh, I missed that. I'm sure Beaner saw that. Yeah, I did. Um, it. I wasn't as nervous as if it would have been the first game he was back because, like I said, like, he had that what looked like almost a tweak in that leg 
in the game against Pittsburgh, and then he had a, a lot of big time saves in the New Jersey game. So yeah. I think it's. I really don't think that they pulled a Freddie and rushed him back. I think he honestly took his time and he's he's back hundred percent. So I'm not as as concerned because a little bump like that, especially with all that padding, I know goalies will complain, but to to fall forward like the correct way to yeah. fall down like that, you're you're fine. Like it's it's easier on the goalies than it is on an out player with the shin pads the out players have, right? Oh, my heart still skipped a beat, though. It's better than doing the splits like that one guy the other night who had to get stretchered off. Oh, man. It wasn't even the splits. It was just a weird twist back. Like, oh, I don't even want to think mm-hmm. about that. Uh, but I totally forgot that this was the power play where Austin Matthews got uh, called for an illegal check to the head <gasps> where he hit someone's shoulder with his shoulder while they had the puck. I I don't understand. I don't understand. Someone said because it was a blind side because he came in behind, that's a penalty every time. But um, I'm sorry, this was not a check to the head. Like, this is the exact same thing we saw the other night where it's like you're just getting called for being bigger than the other person and hitting them hard. That's the it's, it's the Matt, Matt Cook call. Like, that is essentially the exact same style of hit that knocked Mark Savard out of the league, right? And nine times out of 10, you see a hit like that and it's purely head contact. So that's why that verbiage is there as illegal hit to the head. Okay. Fair. Cause they, they, they can't. Did his shoulder him. actually hit his head or like, did he hit no. him like just kind of like in the upper neck part? He didn't. Hit it, it didn't hit his head. It was shoulder to shoulder, but it was the, the blind side terminology of it. Yeah. I, that's, there was that's, like no intent. Right? Yeah. Matthews was just clearly looking at the puck. Like his eyes were dead the whole time. He didn't see him coming. It, I don't know. If they bring that up even for suspension, that's ridiculous. Like, the only argument, I guess, like, from what we've recently learned about CTE is there's, like, little, those, there's hits like that that don't necessarily go to the head where, you know, you're, you're hit pretty hard. Like, he came at him like a train that, you know. Yeah, it jars you. Yeah, but that's also playing hockey. So, it's, yeah. when it comes to rule book, I, it's kind of a, I get what you're saying, Bean. I understand that Savard was kind of knocked out for this, but. Guys, 34 is a bad boy now, all right? Bad to the bone. <laughs> it's what everybody wanted to see, but every time you hit somebody, he gets called for it. He's too big. Okay, also, Rasmus Sandin took a hooking call on this one. Sandin has not been uh, on his game. Why have we not benched him and put Fall from Grace. Mete back in? I I was wondering that myself, but I I don't know if Keith is just ridiculously loyal or what's going on. Because look at last year, we were asking the same thing about Justin Hall all year last year. The yeah, but they actually thing. benched they benched Justin Hall a couple times last year, and he played better when he came back. But like he was a healthy scratch. They, yeah, but a couple times doesn't warrant the thirty eight times that it should have been. No, but it was for more than a few games. Like, they had him scratched for, like, it was three or four, and then they brought him back, and he played better, and then they did that again later in the season. Like, they they really showed, like, hey, you, we're not happy with this. But for some reason, Sandine, who took them for a run for months, is just given a pass on this, and I don't really get it. When they went out and got all this defensive depth, they're just letting him play like shit. 
Well, Justin Hall didn't also hold out for the King's ransom of 1.5 million, right? So, well, that's what I mean. It's like the fact that he held out on them for so long. I don't know why they're they're giving him a pass. Like they should be harder I, on him than Justin Hall, who they've brought up within their system, you know, for years now. I think if you if you look at it from more of an organizational standpoint, and yes, I I galaxy brain all this kind of shit all the time. Galaxy bean. Um. Like Sandine is the type of defenseman they want. Like the fact that they went and got Jordy Ben, that's out of the ordinary. That's almost like a a dubious move trying to shut people on Twitter up. Really? Oh, and look, it worked. (laughs) Yeah. Like the, what Justin Hall is when he's good, like when he's on what Riley is, what Sandine is, Lilligren that's the style of defenseman they want because that's the type of game they want to play. Like Jacob so Chikrin, I know. Even even if you look at the, the pizza that Sandine served up the other day for Crosby's backhander, you listen to Keefe's comments it was, afterwards. Ew, and it was one of those gross Pittsburgh pizzas where the cheese is cold on top and they don't actually like melt it. It's a thing, look it up. I, I think they just use like nacho cheese. They don't actually melt real cheese on it, do they? No, they cook the uh, the bread and the sauce in the oven, and then they put cold toppings and cold cheese on top after. It's disgusting. The little yeah, penguin foie gras? Only a little penguin foie gras. That would explain why everyone in Pittsburgh looks miserable all the time. Yeah, they don't know how to make a pizza. College kids um, know how to make pizza. But like, even, even after that pizza that he served up in Pittsburgh, Keith defended him. He basically said, like, all our guys know how to make that move or something along those lines, like, or know how to make that play because that's basically what they've been instructed to do. They've been instructed to do these, these high, high lob outlet passes because they want the guys to get better two on ones, three on ones, breakaways, stuff like that. It it just, it, it bounced on him or he, he whiffed on it. It's going to happen. It's just, it happened to him where, you know, (laughs) everything's been happening to him happening to him over the last couple weeks and before i sound like i'm ridiculously contradicting myself here i think it's different from what we were seeing with hall last year because sandine goes and he makes one of these mistakes and he doesn't fall on his ass and let someone come like let the whole team come in (laughs) he'll get back up and he'll try to run whoever he just gave the puck to through the boards like he'll try to make up for it um he's just maybe trying a little too hard so I, I agree he needs to sit for a game or two just to kind of maybe get his head back into it a little bit. And I was very, very impressed with what we saw from Mete and even from Philip Crawl. Like you look at some of the players that we've had come up and play for us, small, small sample sizes. I'm not saying these guys are going to win the Norris, but they've been good. Yep. And uh, time on ice leader after the second period was Justin Hall at 16 minutes and 24 seconds. Thanks, Mike, for that one. Darty, go ahead. So what you're saying, Beaner, is Sandine, he gets knocked down, but he gets back up again. You're never <laughs> going <laughs> to He's uh, a little tub thumper. little tub thumper. Um, so just on the note about time on ice, because I didn't mention the, uh, the first period, guess who led the Leafs in time on ice in the first period? In the first? Yeah. 
I'm I'm just gonna take a complete and utter stab here and say Willie. Kerfoot. It was Mark Giordano with eight minutes and fourteen seconds in the first period. Holy shit! Atta boy. <laughs> yeah, Atta boy is right. And his style has been on point as well. He's an absolute mobster out there. Like, like Marner and uh, Matthews, they're looking like you know a little Vogue, a little GQ. But uh, Giordano, he's he's still got that uh, the Godfather thing going on for him. He plays such a like calm game that he doesn't exert too too much energy while he's out there, so he's able to play a longer shift and more shifts. Oh yeah. Uh, then move just to finish off the second here. We had Willie Nylander. So I. For the second time this year, the Leafs have gotten a power play. And as it goes to commercial, I'm like, big Willie PP goal coming up. And he did it again. Last time I called it, and this time I, I, I manifested that to existence. So you're welcome, Leafs Nation, for the big Willie PPG. Uh, and then he got another one uh, to start the third off. So, man, William Nylander is just, no matter where we put him, it's like they're scrambling the lineup. Every night, how do we get Matthews on? How do we get, you know, Tavares, his 400th? They got to keep figuring things out. Willie's like, fucking put me wherever you want. I'm cool. <laughs> I'll score wherever. I'm fine. He's I looking extremely confident on the offensive side of the puck so far this season. Like he's scoring in different ways. He's scoring all over the place. He's actually active. Um, yeah, all the people who wanted to trade Willie at the beginning of the season. Well, I, I think some of the thing with him is, like, look at through the history. Basically, since since our, our parents were kids, like, there's always been someone on the team for the fans to love that even if they got four goals a year, they gave everything. They left all their blood, all their sweat out on the ice. And despite what numbers he puts up, Willie doesn't do that. No. Willie's Willie's just there. Like he has no panic threshold whatsoever, which like in, in a good way, it's like watching Cobberle in his prime back on D. He he doesn't panic. Right? Like he absolutely does not. But on the same same token, when he should panic or should put it up a gear, he doesn't visibly look like he is. I think because he has the talent, because he has the skating ability. It doesn't look like he's trying as hard as he actually is, I think, sometimes. But, I mean, when it came to the playoffs, he was always the best one, seems, year after year. Dirty, what's up? And, and that's the point I was going to make, is people just seem to forget that this guy was leading our team in uh, in points up until, like, last year for the playoffs, right? So, if correct me if I'm wrong, but at least he was one of the better ones. And uh, in, in stark contrast to Marner and Matthews, and also... I, I get it. This guy doesn't look like Darcy fucking Tucker, all right? But, yes, he sometimes floats. But when he's out there and he's absolutely banging, that guy, like, there's no, there's no stopping him. Look at tonight. Shout out to Darty, who is going on, like, an hour here on this elliptical. <laughs> no doubt. Um, I think the best thing about Willie so far this season, he's actually, like, lowered the gap of between lazy and bad Willie and really good Willie. He's finding like median average. There's most really good, and uh, you see a lot less lazy shifts, a lot less lazy check, a lot less bad giveaways. It's just more of a, a consistent game so far this year. Oh yeah, and honestly, it's 
when it comes to what the Leafs downfall, like if you're gonna if you're gonna take anything that they did wrong tonight out of it's hard to out of uh, you know a big win like this, but um, because we always have to comment on something. They're still beating themselves. Look, they gave up the only two goals were power play goals. They had six penalties tonight. Like there's a reason Justin Hall led the team with 24 minutes tonight. Yeah. It's because of power uh, penalty kills. So that's the only thing they got to tighten up. I mean, obviously they caved the Sabres in tonight, but Ukapeka Lukanen was rough. Like I said, they scored four on 16 shots. So not that he had a chance on some of them, but still um that's just the only thing they got to clean up it's some rough penalties here and there i know some of these were bullshit calls but you know you gotta six is too many even when there are bad ones show um casey middlestad manages to get one with five minutes left on the power play because again like i said you just couldn't have finished this one out five one could you like it's so annoying that's like a typical goalie has played two or three games in the last calendar year type goal against them. I don't even put that on Murray though. It. Like it's it's the fact that they were on the no, the, the penalty kill in the you, first you place. Still have... But at the same time, he did have it. Like I'm not I'm not trying to criticize now. I'm just saying like that's that's the type of thing when you're not when you're not at top form, right? Because you give him 30 games into the season where he's played 30 games and he knows that puck's there and he's not moving. And fellas, did he not end off with a 9-4-1 tonight? Like, please. I was going to say, like, to be fair, like in the last four minutes, he's some pretty big. It could easily have been 5-3, even 5-4. But uh, yeah, Peter's not wrong in that one point. He's probably one he would like to have back. But oh, yeah. he, I think he made up for yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not minutes, trying to please. pin anything negative on him. He's played great since he's no. came back in. And even tonight, he's kind of maybe... Because you could see a little bit in the Pittsburgh game, and then you could see it a little bit more against New Jersey. They were trying to pinpoint high glove on him. Because that, that was his problem in the playoffs with Pittsburgh. Even mm-hmm. though they won the Cup, that was his... Yeah, that was... That's the book on him. And there was even a couple times tonight where he made a glove and he gave it a little how do you do just to kind of show, no, no, I I, I got it. <laughs> yep. And just on the penalties real yep. quick before we move on, um, like JT's good for one a game, it seems, just because the refs seem to make one up for Tavares every night. Um, but I don't expect Matthews to also get one. It's kind of like one or the other. They try to take one of those two guys out for two minutes every game. But it's the fact that I know we were talking about how well he was playing. Willie picked up two, and uh, Lilligren and Sandine each got one too. So it's just tighten that up, guys. Come on, come on, come on. Ilya Labushkin though was uh, nowhere tonight, eh? I was excited to see him again. He was on all fours in the crease for one of Willie's goals. That's a rough. Oh yeah, that was him. Oh, what about Riley Sheehan uh, celebrating a save by Matt Murray that he thought went in? <laughs> the guy is just ridiculous. So um, I miss that. Most people, like, I mean, Mike even tweeted, he's like, whoever number eight was. And I'm like Googling, like, who's number eight on Buffalo? Oh, it's Sheehan. Okay. So there was a shot from the point and Murray made a glove save and his hands just went up. And then it, he kind of did like a... He like tried to turn it into like he's oh wait what happened uh, like shit. why do I have my hands up right now I'm gonna turn this into something else <laughs> so good 
Oh, three stars of the night. William Nylander with two goals. John Tavares with a goal and two assists. And Matt Murray with 32 saves. Leafs <laughs> taking all three stars in a 5-2 win. Grabbing the two points. How Willie do do? just can't seem to lock down that hat trick, can he? No. No. No, not going to happen. We also maybe touch on how Marner has, what, 12 points? Or 12 point. Game streak point and no one's really talking about point it. Point streak. So the longest running in the NHL still, and I think the longest in Leaf his or longest Leaf since like the forties. Yeah. Yeah, Lauren Carr. Unreal, man. Go ahead, Dirty. See see, Willie doesn't get hat tricks because he can't put a hat on those beautiful Goldilocks, all right? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but no, honestly. Like the fact that William Nylander and and Mitch Marner have been the whipping boys um, of Toronto media. Like, look, they're the two that are performing the best right now. I know we're not trying to slight Austin Matthews, and yes, John Tavares is having an amazing start to his season. I'm just saying, like a 12 game point streak, and just Nylander being consistent from the get go with only a handful of off nights. Like these guys are great, and we have them for a while. Like. Ugh. Marner at 22 points, JT at 21, yeah, at 20, and Willie at 20. Unreal, man. Unreal how quickly that picked up after a slow start. It's always November, man. What, what's November? And yet bums, all of them, right? <laughs> bums, man, I know. Um, three or four of them, depends who you ask. Okay, but, so yeah. uh, what do we think? Do you want to do, uh, don't, do you want to do uh, uh, pretty good? Since we did the three stars, you want to give it to somebody else? I gotta. Where's my thingy? Here it is. I'm feeling pretty good. Pretty, 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 Why? pretty good. All right. So who's pretty good tonight? We'll start with Mr. Elliptical He-Man himself, Darty Britter. Um, so I always shout out Willie Styles, so I'm not going to do that tonight. I'm going to say because we I, we should try to pick someone that's you know a bit of on the bottom. I'm going to Cal- say Cali Yarncroke. All right, nice. glad he got Killer his Croc. Cali Rye Yarncroke. <laughs> Love it, Killer Croc <laughs> taking that one. Uh, Beaner, what about you? I'm going to have to go with uh, Melgan again. I know he he didn't really. He didn't get anything on the score sheet, and he, actually his ice time was a little lower than I thought too. But I felt like he was a, a little bit of a pest out there again, getting underneath people and causing some havoc. Yeah, he had two shots, three hits, a block in uh, only nine minutes. He had the least on the whole team. So the fact that, I mean, he's got basically the same and more effective numbers than other people. I mean, he's got better numbers than Zach Aston Reese and Alex Kerfoot on the night who played 17, 18 minutes. So <laughs> let's take, let's put that into perspective. He, he makes sure that, you know, he's out there when he's out yeah. there. Yeah. Not nobody else played less than 10 minutes on the whole team. And he played <clears throat> nine, 17, hundred percent on the face off dot. Like, come on. Sadie, what about you? I'm going to have to go with, uh, Justin Hall tonight, oh he was plus two, played over 24 minutes, didn't really have any terrible giveaways. Um, when you don't notice him out there, that's when he's playing his best, and I thought he was kind of playing that type of game. Too. Yeah, and uh, I agree, but I'm going to give mine to, and I'm going to agree with Mike the Fanatic on this one, 
because he's finally had a good game. Pierre Engvall did not look like garbage tonight. I'm not saying he was fantastic, but he has just been so brutal to watch out there. And he's finally, like, he made some good plays. He was using the body a bit. He was digging in the corners. Good pass on the, uh, uh, whatever goal it was. Was it Yarn Croaks or? Yeah. yeah. With Yarn Croaks. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he had a good game and he has not had any of those yet. So I got to give it to him. Give Recognize. us a little growl, Johnny. Give us a little growl. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, we got a couple things we'll touch on before we head out here. Beaner, there was an interesting thing that happened with a... Uh, which league was this in? I'll let you take this one. I wanted you to share it last night, or last episode. So, the NCAA... Um, Michigan Wolverines, they've had a lot of turnover the last couple of years. You know, you had Owen Power, you had uh, Beniers. Um, why am I drawing a blank on the kid with Columbus? Um, anyways, they, they've they had a great young team, a lot of turnover. As, you, as you've been starting to get with NCAAs, the NHL starts picking some of their players a lot more. And the Wolverines actually have run into a bunch of injuries and illness over the past couple of weeks. To the point that on Thursday night, they had to dress their third string goaltender at left wing. <laughs> do you have his numbers? Like, how I, did he do? I, honest to God, I bet you any money he only played about 10 seconds because I've checked three different sites for box scores and I don't even see any ice time whatsoever. Aw, I would love to know... see that show up on his hockey DB, like elite prospects that he played left wing for a game. Right. Like I know he, I was reading a couple tweets. I was doing some digging to try to see if I could find anything. And at one point he was in the penalty box. So the fact that he's not on the score sheet, I'm assuming it was some sort of bench minor. And everybody was commenting. They've never seen someone skate that fast from a penalty box over to a bench before. <laughs> so little, little humor there. They just kept him on the bench and then, Oh, we took a bench minor. Yeah. Put it, put him in, put him in, get him, get him out of here. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh God. Um, and the other thing I just gotta, I know you were like, I don't know if I want to call them out, but I want to call them out. Cause this is some shady publicity stunt BS. Well, um, so Beaner got a, uh, here you can start it off and then I'll roast them. The Tim Horton Jersey thing. So I came across this, uh, I don't know if I'd want to say company, probably some dude in his mom's basement um doing like the giveaways we've all seen them you know 100 retweets 200 retweets whatever and you get a shirt or a hat or whatever and they're doing it for jerseys so i i message them saying you know how many retweets for a new leafs reverse retro done up in honor of tim horton because i'm that kind of person so super simple a number seven on the back no name bar just leave it and they came back, said, yeah, 450 retweets in 48 hours. Which, if you if you look at my social media profiles, that's pretty steep. I, I don't have a massive presence on social media, but, you know, I figured out oh, what the hell, we'll give it a shot. And never having participated in anything like this before, I wasn't sure. Are you allowed to tag people in the initial post? What, you know, what's going on? So I had specifically asked, are there any rules I need to know about? And I was told, nope, anything goes. Good luck. 
And anyways, we, we got off to a hot start. I, all, like you guys, you are all awesome. And yeah, long story short, they ended up uh, they ended up not following through, and they they dished out multiple times to multiple people within the Leafs fan community that same large number of 400, yeah. 450, 500 retweets within so here's the same the thing. time frame. So what if 100 of those followers and retweets might have been from the Sultanate of Brunei and no longer exist at this <laughs> present time? A win's a win, right? Well, see, and this is where I kind of wanted to jump in because what I think is ridiculous is that this company didn't restrict how many of these they were going to do like so obviously they had no intention of a bunch of people being able to complete this goal and they just wanted the publicity because if you give out within the same community because obviously there was a bunch of leaves fans on twitter that were using this uh this contest to try to get a, a jersey like if you give it out to that many people people are going to start only supporting their friends and not just retweeting like oh the one person in our circle that is going for this like great let's all help this person get a jersey no it's there's 25 people that are all doing the same thing and everyone's going okay this is either a scam or i'm just not going to do this like this is dumb so all this jersey flock did was get their name out everywhere and give out no jerseys so boo shame on you (laughs) not cool anything goes yeah anything anything goes goes. meaning you know a couple uh, just say you can't bot twitter knowing there were bots on it okay anything you do on twitter that can happen (laughs) anything goes in elon's twitter anything (sighs) goes all righty um anybody want to throw something in here before we close out for the night so i just wanted to give another quick quick shout out to connor bedard of the regina pats Oh, what now? So he Ooh. has he is currently on a twenty one game point streak. Okay, at nineteen goals and twenty eight assists for forty seven points. Oh my god! He's got a he's that got one hundred and thirty five shots in those games as well. How and thirty penalty so minutes? For, ooh, interesting. Ooh, what's he doing? So probably just getting back at people that are trying to stop him. They're trying to bobby over him and take his knees out. <laughs> Darty, what's up? No, I had something, but I lost it. It was probably in a similar vein to whatever Bean was doing with uh, Jersey Flock. So I'm going to hold it in just because, you know, I don't put some bad energy out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, next Leaf Games on Monday against the Isles. It's uh, still at home. What are we thinking here? Islanders, uh, I mean, Nelson and Lee – off to a good start. Barzal, not so much. Um, but otherwise, they're they're a pretty boring team to play against. They can lock things down like we saw against the uh, Devils the other night. It's weird how Lou just leaves that behind with teams. Pajama boy. <laughs> Should be a winnable game. Um, what I'm interested in seeing, and we didn't really touch on this tonight, is he was very active with changing oh, his yeah. roster lineup tonight. He did like a ton of juggling, and I thought that was really uh, something nice. It's really like an in-game, you know, to a little chess match. But if that's something you can keep going forward, I think it's going to keep all players on their toes, and it's something to yeah. Look it's a good thing to. to do when it's working and you're winning. It's another when you know <laughs> we've yeah. seen him do it and it doesn't. 
Yeah, something he doesn't usually do too often, though. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We've seen him quite a bit of line juggling the last couple of games more to try to generate something and not to try to like keep things fresh. I think this is the first that he's done yeah. while they're they're winning. So completely unrelated to the Islanders and that, but do you think the Devils get to 13 against the Oilers against the Oilers and then the Oilers? <laughs> they're on a they're on a freaking heater beaner, all right. So you know, don't doubt the I, I don't just, doubt the Devils. I just took the late eighties and early or late seventies and early eighties and mixed them into one team. Ah, we're the Devils. Ah. I don't know if Jack Campbell's in that they have a chance. No, sports yeah, team. They, they beat the Senators tonight to go to twelve straight, and then the Wait, Leafs play them. Fuck. Oh yeah, the Leafs play them again on Wednesday. Oi. Which would be fourteen straight. Okay, you've got to stomp them at fourteen. Come on. Yeah. Got to. Are the Leafs not better on their second looks though? Like did did we lose the second game to Vegas or I can't remember anymore. Yeah, we lost both. Uh, God damn it. They beat the Penguins the second time though. They lost to them on the Friday and then beat them on Tuesday. So, you know, I mean the the Devils, I think those guys can't be like that forever, can they? <laughs> no. That's the only thing no I'm way. counting on is like they're kids. This is gonna fade out eventually. And isn't but... their tendy situation a little precarious right now? Uh they got Vitek and Blackwood. Blackwood's hurt. Vitek's still in. That's all I know. He's playing yeah. great. But okay, so now that you guys are all here, I brought this up with Steph last episode, but um how bad is Washington at assessing their goalie situation for letting Vitek and Samsonov just leave, essentially? Like, they didn't qualify Samsonov for, like, $2 million or whatever it was. And they moved on from Vitek Vanacek, and now both of them are fantastic. And Darcy Kemper is exactly what Darcy Kemper always is. I'm, I have no inside information on this whatsoever, but I'm kind of wondering if maybe this, this wasn't the management group if this was the players like ov backstrom Oshie, oh everybody going going and saying hey look these guys haven't done it for us the past couple of years because they had vanacek and samsona for a little while there they haven't done it we're on our mm-hmm. last legs you guys need to do something that's fair they are getting to the end of their uh their yeah. run need somebody that's seasoned and why not go for the person that just won the cup darty so i'm um, just uh go conspiracy theory here but uh you know i don't think ov has changed his perspective on uh on vladimir putin all right and these guys that left are both slobs am i not am i mistaken right that could also have been impactful because some of these guys don't agree and some of these guys do right that could be something samsonov's russian well i mean that could still be that's what i'm saying not every russian in the league like has the same opinion as ov right and that can get a little contentious in the locker room i don't know just no, I mean, it's not a... Yeah, it speaks to being a point of maybe it is being a player's call. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't think it's that far-fetched, especially with the current situation. Actually, here, we've got a you know, couple minutes we can talk about this. The World Cup of Hockey, speaking of Russia, not happening again. Um, so are we just going to forget about hockey ever being like an international competition or something ever again? Because we're getting to the point where people aren't excited about it because they don't have anything to go off of. Like the golden goal. There's people that weren't born 
when that happened that are like able to watch hockey and form memories now. Like that's how long ago that happened. It's a weird, a very weird thing for players like Hunter McDavid because if you look at Crosby before, he you see the predecessor and his career, a chunk of it is carved out about how he played with Team Canada internationally. Despite the fact that he'll never get to play with McDavid, which is a travesty in itself, but I feel like these young up and coming players, countries, even like Matthews, it's uh, it's not very good for growing game. Well, look, the thing that the most casual fans of hockey watch, and I know it's because it's the time of year when everybody's home and everything, but the World Juniors, everybody gets behind cheering for Team Canada, and it's just anytime it's a national team, people get behind it. And that's something that the professional level has just completely lacked over the last decade. And it's going to be hard to get people excited about it again because there's no steam behind it. Darty, go ahead. And if you look at like the history of basketball in the Olympics, right? You got the dream teams, you got the, the redeem team. You need, we need something similar to happen with hockey. All right. Because otherwise, like you look how important it was say in the nineties for the dream team with magic Johnson and Michael Jordan. And then he got, you know, Kobe Bryant and LeBron James, right? Like those, those names, I say them, you guys might not be fans of basketball, but you'll know who I'm talking about. Right. We need to do the same thing with hockey because if Gary Bettman, screws this up that's going to be huge huge oversight huge stupidity from the national hockey league and the players association too they can't be left out of it because they're also not helping the situation no they're not beaner uh, honest to god i think it's probably more of the pa than anything because th- think about it this way there has never been a time in the history of hockey where the united states has had a stronger team if you go like if if we if if I give everyone here a project, let's go and build our teams. You know, you take your main countries and let's put together our teams and and tell t- say who you think would win. I can pretty much guarantee you. I, honest to God, I think the states would win. If Not you were doing all time teams and building a team USA, most of your players would probably be currently playing. Yeah, absolutely. You'd have yeah, a, a lot of, of guys. Like if if it's an all time team, you'd have a handful that played back when like. You know, Brian Leach was incredible. Brett Hull was incredible. And... Yeah, but like now, yeah. Matthew, you can roll out Matthews and Eichel as your first two centers. Come on. You have Patrick Kane as a, a, a lower level winger because he doesn't have to be the one and only anymore. You know, uh, Adam Fox, Charlie McAvoy, Jacob Truba on defense. Like, it's Thompson tonight, even. Thompson, like, you name it. The, the, the Chuck Brothers as much as I hate Jinx. Matthew, like Spencer Knight and net Brock Besser, Clayton Keller, Alex Dabrinkit, Jake Gensel, Kyle Connor, Chris Kreider, Brock Nelson, JT Miller. Team's loaded. But they got no tendies. They got no tendies. And what does Russia have? They've got some of the best goaltenders in the world. And I feel like Canada is pretty neutral. Like Canada could wax most teams, but th- those small things could be the difference makers. And that would be really fun to watch to see how that plays out. Con- I think like in an elimination tournament, yeah, Hellebuck and Spencer Knight. Uh, not this season. Jake Ottinger. Ottinger, yep. I would take Ottinger and uh, Hellebuck. I just it, like it, to, to as much as I hate Batman. If there was something that would make the the United States look good, he would be all for it. 
trivia question of all the active American uh, goalies in the NHL, who has the best save percentage? Just because you're asking a trivia question, I'm going to say Craig Anderson. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 no. Um, it's quick. Nope. Scott Spencer Knight. Just because no. I was just because I was talking shit. <laughs> Guys, Hel- Hellebuck. Hellebuck is second by point zero zero two to Jeremy Swayman with a nine eighteen in his fifty six games in the NHL. Swayze. Obviously, I definitely would not have got. I definitely would not have got Swayman, but I was thinking more along lines of goalies that have played a lot more because I didn't even remember that he was American. That's why I thought quick. Yeah, Swayman, Hellebuck, Ottinger, DeSmith, and Stolarz are your uh, your yeah. top five American active NHL goalies by save percentage. So I mean, look, well, they're not, nobody over a nine twenty, but they're all good. Like, and just back to the point, like I think the states would by all means want to present their team on the world stage. So the fact that like that's Gary Bettman's. Okay. Let me, let me frame this. Gary Bettman works for the owners. The owners get money when there's more interest in the teams. Those teams are viewed mostly by Americans in because there's, you know, majority American teams. So if you put said American players on the grand stage of an international tournament, you have people from all over the world watching your fantastic American players, and then they watch your American teams, and then the game gets a ton more money in from advertisers because now you have fans of, you know, uh, Austin Matthews and Jack Eichel from wherever in South Korea or in England or in Scotland or in Australia or wherever it is, and you can now sell a bunch more advertising. So it's just like it grows it for the NHL. So the fact that to Bean's point, like it's more on the PA defending their the safety of their players and and not missing time in the NHL and their paychecks than it is Batman because he is somebody that wants money. Am I wrong, Bean? And that's what your point was. <laughs> no, 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 you're yeah. you're you're not wrong at all. Like you, you can the, the team would just be ridiculously stacked. It would prove that you know if all these homegrown U.S. talent players can go and destroy Canada in a World Cup, which they potentially could, especially if you look at Canadian goaltending right now, which has taken a shit for the last handful of years. Um, it, it would be the perfect opportunity for him to say, no, you know, Arizona needs to stay there because without Arizona, we wouldn't have Matthews. And because that would that, like, that'd be his exact line. You know it. So I, I don't think it's as much him as, as we would maybe want it to be, but to touch on it a little bit more, and this is my last point on here, and then I'll let you guys talk a bit more. Um, who gives a fuck about Russia? Like, I get it. They have good players. Yeah. They have some of the best players in the league. So what? Do a tournament without them. The The world stage for hockey right now is so good, and the talent pool is so deep. You can put together a competitive tournament that's not going to be Canada destroying everybody without Russia. No. You got the States, you got Finland, you got Sweden. Those are teams that can compete any given tournament and can win at any time, right? You really don't need Russia to compete with that one, two in Canada. Look at every Olympics. There's always a Latvian team that gives every Canadian fan a heart attack every tournament. Okay. Just because I brought it up with the States, 
Um, do you guys want to take a stab at who the best active Canadian goalies in the league are? See if you can name Logan Thompson. Logan Thompson is number two with a nine eighteen, and basically number one because number one nobody's ever going to guess this is Dylan Wells, who played twenty minutes for the Chicago Blackhawks and has a nine twenty three. He let in one okay, goal. That doesn't count. We need a minimum game. That's what I mean. So games played here: Logan Thompson and Stuart Skinner, both at a nine eighteen at thirty two <laughs> and twenty two games played. If we're looking at like actual NHL experience here, Darcy Kemper, Cam Talbot, and Tristan Jari. So, ooh, wow! Yikes, guys! Yikes! Huge yikes! Don't Quebec, what happened? Spencer Martin. I was going to say, gone are the days of the French goaltenders. Spencer here. Martin, Marc-Andre Fleury, James Reimer, Matt Murray, Jordan Bennington, Jake Allen, Brian Elliott, Aiden Hill, Carter Shart, Blackwood, Wedgwood, Longenbow, Ingram. Yeah, there's nothing good here, guys. <laughs> See, I'd, I'd, I'd be going Thompson and Hart if it was me. I would. Me too. Despite all of Johnny's uh, Hart slander or Shart, Carter should I Shart. say. Yeah, um, I would go probably... Oh, oh, baby, Logan Thompson with either Murray or yeah, buddy, I'm all in. What are you gonna take, Benner again? Steph is like Steph is like pulling her hair out hearing you commit to Murray that bad. <laughs> She'd be putting Jack Campbell on Team USA, so I don't really care. Oh, what about Benner? Did you say Benner? Yeah. Because, I mean, he has the the experience, at least, at the Team Canada level. Does he not? There's no way I'm putting Bennington on that team. I just want to see. It's sooner put Murray. Yeah. Okay. But this is my point, guys. If this is where we're at, like, Logan Thompson was our number one pick to go in net. The dude's played 32 NHL games. Is uh, like, Bla- Blackwood yeah, not Canadian? Like... I feel like he might squeak in if he was having, if he didn't get injured last season. Yeah, he's he's there. He's got a nine nine oh seven and two ninety three on his career, hundred and thirty seven games played. So I think mm. it would be something something like Thompson and Hart. So you have your, your hot hand with Thompson right now. You have your international success because Carter Hart has played well at every international level. And then I yep. think third stringer they'd bring the flower just as, you know, you don't expect him to play all tournament. Someone who's been there. If he's been there. You don't expect him to play all tournament, but if he has to come in and play a game here mm-hmm. or there, he's going to be able to step up and do it. Just like when they brought Broder on the taxi that, squad. Yeah. <laughs> Precisely. Yeah, I think honestly, the defensive talent that Canada has would be able to defend whoever they put in net. Like I think they've got enough there. They're old, mind you, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't. It's still insulated. Yeah, it's just the states have Hellebuck. But really, none of this matters. This is the point. None of this fucking matters because this tournament's not happening and God knows when it will because this has just been impossible. So the point is... The thing that still pisses me off, sorry, Johnny, that pisses me off the most is we're not going to see McDavid and Crosby play together. Like, Crosby's aging out of his prime and it's... Okay, that's actually an interesting question. So this year, obviously, I would take Crosby, but like, when do you stop taking him? Like, if we were doing when he he stops, you don't. Yeah, he'll he'll always have a spot. So then, 
like that being said, sorry for. But it won't be the same. Like it's. As as much. It's not going to be the same as when he's like. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Like as as much as we're romanticizing it, if you think about it, there's no way in hell they'd play on the same line. They'd be out there for a power play, and that's it. They play like way two different styles of game. Like McDavid would probably more so be on the line with McKinnon, which. Which team on the same team, disgusting though. to watch. Yeah. Like, all these young guys got to play with Gretzky when he was aging out, and I'm sure it was huge for, like, not even for just Canadian hockey, but for their development and their play as well, and it's something that we're going to miss out on. And really, at the end of the day, what this means the most for is growing the viewership of the game, which is what's yeah. fallen behind. Look, I turned... It's Saturday night. It's Hockey Night in Canada. When I turned on my Bell 5 TV, it tells you... Like, it has suggestions of what's trending uh, to watch right now. The Raptors game was ahead of the Leafs game in trending. (laughs) On Hockey Night in Canada, Saturday night, like, this is... Guys, like, come on. You got to get this shit going again. You're falling behind. I don't want to be fourth-rate professional sport here. And honestly, with the World Cup going on this weekend, like, it just... It really highlights how much hockey has fallen behind. Like... Fuck football starting up. It's just it's and especially with a beerless World Cup right now. You guys see that? Like this is a perfect yeah. opportunity for the NHL to put their, you know, exactly. send their guys out there and and uh, you know maybe get some some highlights, get some uh, some spotlight. But of course, like yeah, you know, I said the NHLPA, which really doesn't give a fuck about the players, like deep down, right? These guys have been screwing the players more often than not, and the NHL, like. I don't. I just these guys all need to give her head, heads a shake because this league is beca- gonna become like Mickey Mouse in the great words of the great one. All right, so you heard it here from Darty first. Like, give your heads a shake and figure this out because all you old heads out there, you need to do. You need to. You, you guys fucked the little guys. You 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 did not pay it forward to the young guys coming in, and it's it's showing. You need to give your heads a shake and start thinking about the future because there will be no Messiers and and uh, Gretzkys and uh, prongers in the future if you guys keep playing this mickey mouse league crap all right bam mic drop all right i think we're gonna sign off there anybody want to tip it off before we do no nope good cool thanks everybody remember to give us a like and a follow and if you're on youtube toss a subscribe so you can get uh a little notification every time a new episode comes out and we're going to be posting all of the episodes on youtube now whether we have the video or not some of them will have video some will just be audio but it will be on youtube nonetheless so if you want to find it there it will now be there all the time thanks so much for all your support we'll see you monday tuesday whenever the game is monday tuesday i think it's Monday. monday Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast. Available after every game on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and more. Daddy Elon free, Luke man.